Welcome to Nationwide Market Insights for January 26, 2022. Financial markets have been volatile this week, and inflation continues to be high. The FOMC held their January meeting this week and provided their outlook on Fed policy. Nationwide's Deputy Chief Economist, Brian Jordan, and Senior Economist, Ben Ayers, provide their perspective on what the Fed may be signaling and the outlook on potential tightening for this year and beyond. And now, here's Brian Jordan. Federal Open Market Committee met today and, as expected, left policy unchanged, but it also hinted strongly that a rate hike might be coming soon. The statement released after the meeting said that it will soon be appropriate to lift the federal funds target. And then Chair Jerome Powell went a step further in his press conference, saying the committee is of the mind at this point to move in March. So, Ben, does today's FOMC meeting set us up for a rate hike before the spring? Well, I think it does. You know, you look at the commentary from both Chair Powell and the, the FOMC statement, very clearly pointing toward March and you know, clearly saying that they're going to be making a move. You know, I think even as clear as the Fed has been in the past, this is about as clear as they've ever been that they're going to raise interest rates soon and probably several more times over the rest of the year. There is very clear consensus, both from Fed officials and from financial markets. Financial markets are now pricing in 100% chance of a rate move in March. So very seems to be like we're moving in that direction. You know, Brian, there's been some talk that maybe they would even be a little stronger as far as going with not a 25 basis point move as we've traditionally seen the Fed raise and change interest rates over the past you know, several decades or so, but maybe something more like a 50 basis point move. What do you think are the odds of that and what would really drive them to try to move, pursue that come March? There is a potential for a, a bigger move in March, if only for the Fed to bolster its inflation fighting credentials. You know, there's been a narrative in the financial markets over the last couple of months that the Fed might be behind the curve. Inflation has picked up significantly over the course of, of the past year, moving to 7% on the headline CPI year-over-year inflation rate. The unemployment rate has shot down to below 4%. Wage growth uh, has sped up. So there's a feeling that the Fed, not having raised rates yet, and still pursuing quantitative easing, even though they've initiated a taper of asset purchases, the Fed is still quantitatively easing on top of that very accommodative interest rate policy. So there's been this feeling that the Fed is behind the curve and, and might need to move more aggressively, again, to shore up its inflation-fighting credentials. Now, some of the moves in the market in, in recent weeks would suggest that that type of, of move from the Fed might not be as necessary today as it would have been at the outset of the year or late in, in 2021. Inflation expectations, for example, as measured by break-evens, and the tips market have come down and, and come down fairly significantly. Um, just a few months ago, the 10-year break-even in the tips market was 2.75%. Without any Fed movement to, to this point, at least in terms of actual changes in policy, um, the 10-year break-even has moved down to below 2.4%, pretty sizable decline over that time frame. The dollar in recent weeks has been rallying again, and that's a disinflationary uh, trend. 
also uh, a trend that would suggest that uh, financial conditions may be tightening a bit. And of course, the stock market has been choppier to start 2022. So there is a chance of, of a more aggressive move here in March. I think it's a relatively small chance, given what's played out in, in markets in, in recent weeks. But Ben, if, if we look beyond March, if we look beyond the March FOMC meeting, uh, a meeting that now looks like the beginning of the next tightening cycle. What should we expect for the rest of 2022? Chair Powell wouldn't rule out hiking at every meeting in 2022 in his press conference today. That seems a little aggressive. What do you think the Fed is going to do for the rest of the year? Yeah, I would say I, I agree with your previous comments that while I think a, a 50 base point move in March is on the table, it's a low likelihood. I think, you know, starting from my thoughts for this year would be a 25 basis point move in March. And I think despite some of the commentary from Chair Powell maybe moving every meeting, um, which would mean, you know, on the orders of seven rate increases over the rest of the year, I think they're more likely to move to three to four. And that's right where the Fed, at least as of the September uh, summary of economic projections. That's what they had as a median was three rate hikes this year. Um, that's where we sit with our forecast right now is three rate hikes. So I think about once a quarter. So that would mean maybe four. Um, but when we layer in potential reduction of the balance sheet and how that really works in tandem with the potential interest rate increases, that could prevent us from getting up to four. So I think the base case is still three, but certainly four is on the table and, and maybe even more depending on where we see inflation. You know, we're keeping a very close eye on what happens with supply chains. Uh, and longer that the healing there takes, uh, the more potential there is for higher inflation. So maybe if we do see some higher prints uh, than we expect from the CPI over the next couple of months, maybe that will put some more pressure and cause more rate hikes. But I think the three to four range is probably about right for this year and probably a similar pace over 2023 as well. You know, Brian, I mentioned the potential for what we call quantitative tightening, which is the the reduction of the amount of assets uh, that are on the Fed balance sheet. We got some updates on that from both the, the FOMC and from Chair Powell today. How do we see that playing out and what impact will that have on the interest rate moves that they plan on making over the rest of the year? Well, the Fed has been steadfast that quantitative tightening won't come until after the rate hike cycle is launched. Now, it looks like the tightening cycle from a Fed funds perspective is going to begin in March. And so QT, quantitative tightening, will be on the table very shortly thereafter. I expect the Fed is going to tiptoe into quantitative tightening in the second or third quarter of this year. We didn't have much in the way of quantitative tightening at all in the last cycle. You know, the Fed wound down its quantitative easing program in 2014 and then very slowly tightened in the years after that. But the balance sheet moved down only modestly, just below $4 trillion at its low point, actually began picking up again before COVID in 2019, and of course shot up dramatically in the wake of the recession in, in 2020. Uh, I think the Fed is very cognizant of what quantitative tightening might mean for financial markets, what it might mean in particular for the equity market. We've seen earlier, um, so far in 2022, again, a very choppy stock market, a stock market that obviously is paying quite a bit of attention to what the Fed itself is doing. So I can see a very 2016 to 2019 type scenario playing out here where the Fed very modestly tightens 
uh, from a QT standpoint, but doesn't bring the balance sheet anywhere near where it was at the beginning of this cycle. So, as, and as we talk about the longer term, looking beyond 2022, Chair Powell said today that the Fed is cognizant of the fact that this is a different expansion. And he mentioned the fact that um, the, the labor market is stronger than it's been in prior cycles. The, the GDP growth rate, at least to this point in the expansion, is stronger than it, than it has been in prior cycles. And of course, most obviously, the inflation rate is quite a bit higher than it has been in prior cycles. So, Ben, what do we think this uh, means for policy beyond this year? I mean, if we're in an environment of an extremely tight labor market, of faster wage growth, of above trend, above long-term long trend, economic growth, and perhaps higher inflation, what does, what does that mean for where this cycle goes, not just in 2022, but in 2023 and beyond? Yeah, great question. You know, I would say, you know, first and foremost, it, it probably means sooner and, and much more aggressive tightening than what we've grown accustomed to or just over the past cycle. You know, part of the reason why the Fed was able to be so slow and protracted coming out of the great financial crisis was really how relatively weak the economy was, at least compared to what you would expect coming off such a big financial shock. You know, you go back to, you know, 2016, 2017, 2018, when the Fed raised rates, but only very slowly and and only once or twice over a calendar year basis, it was because GDP was only growing 2% and inflation was at 2% or just above. And the unemployment was still coming down from very high levels. As you mentioned, a very different cycle this time around. Certainly a much faster, much sharper cycle than what we saw coming out of the great financial crisis. And that probably means a much faster and sharper response from the Fed. So we're probably likely to see several more rate hikes over 2023. So we get several this year, several next year, and maybe several over 2024 as well. You know, we're probably getting up to the terminal point for what we could expect for the federal funds rate by 2024 or so, which would be about two and a half to maybe 3% on the high end. And so while that doesn't seem very high and it's not really very high from a long-term perspective, you know, that's where the Fed themselves put the, the terminal rate they expect for the federal funds rate. So unfortunately, that probably means a potentially shorter cycle this time around, uh, just because of the, the sharper nature of the growth and the sharper nature of the policy response. Now, yet again, I think they're going to do what they can. There's a lot that can go, um, I'm not going to say wrong, but a lot that can change over the course of the cycle over the next year or two, particularly as we see the fading of support from the Fed and the fading support from the federal government. I think we will see growth a lot slower back nor, nor to those normal trends. And maybe that allows the cycle to continue for several more years. Um, but certainly, you know, having a sooner and faster start to policy increases that we're seeing what we expect over this year in, in 2023 does start to move the dominoes towards the end of the cycle. Now, yet again, maybe it's not going to be the record length that we got of 10 to 11 years probably still on the order of a longer range of five to seven years. But um, yet again, we're kind of moving more in that direction and a little sooner than maybe we thought we would when we we looked at the forecast a year or so ago. Brian, thoughts on that and, and what obviously um, what this means for, you know, equity markets and financial markets as we look ahead for our interest rate forecasts. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it, it really is a great point that um, a sooner start to the tightening cycle raises the risk that we're going to have a sooner conclusion to the business cycle. 
So as you mentioned, the Fed is getting out of the gates much quicker in this cycle than has been typical, at least in recent history, in very recent history. In the last cycle, the Fed didn't start tightening until 2015, more than six years into the expansion. Again, it looks like we're going to have a rate hike here in March. That's going to be less than two years into into this expansion. Chair Powell did say today that we want another long expansion. Uh, but of course, that's difficult in an environment of elevated inflation and a Fed that's, uh, whose hand is forced by that by that elevated in, in inflation rate. I still think there is a chance of a soft landing. We have had soft landings in recent history, not many, but we have had some, the mid-1990s, for example, the mid-1980s um, as well. The big key is going to be inflation, of course. If inflation comes down as we expect, it's going to come down over the next couple of years as supply chain issues get worked out, as inventories are rebuilt, as post-pandemic spending runs its course. Um, there's a lot of scope for the inflation rate to come down, um, very much um, overshadowed by the Fed meeting today were a couple of very strong reports on inventories that came out in the morning, much stronger than expected. Wholesale inventories, these are numbers for December, rising by 2.1%. That's a huge increase on a month-over-month -month basis. Retail inventories uh, rising by 4.4%. 4.4% is not that bad of a year. Uh, we had an increase of 4.4% in just one single month in, in December. And obviously, December is a fluky month for retail. We had a big decline in retail sales. Obviously, the, the, the pull forward of holiday spending had a lot to do with that. But we're still seeing some huge increases here. And it's not just retail. We're seeing it in wholesale. We're seeing it in manufacturing as well. And so the irony in, in this big turn from the Fed over the last few months, uh, culminating with today's explicit call for a rate hike in March, um, is that the transitory story that the Fed was on for much of 2021 is in some ways starting to fall into place. We're seeing some signs that uh, supply chains are beginning to heal. Uh, we're seeing some signs that inventories are beginning to, to be rebuilt. And inflation over the next several months should follow. So we should start to see some relief in that headline inflation rate as well. So I think there is a scope for this expansion to last for, for some time, for this to be another long-lived expansion. But inflation is going to be the linchpin here. We're going to need to see it come down and come down in relatively short order to forestall a more aggressive Fed tightening cycle. So uh, with that, I think we will leave it. Then uh, thank you for the time and the great analysis and insights. And thank you all for listening. This podcast is for financial professional use only. The information provided by Nationwide Economics is general in nature and not intended as investment or economic advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any security or adopt any investment strategy. Additionally, it does not take into account any specific investment objectives, tax, or financial condition, or particular needs of any specific person. The economic and market forecasts reflect our opinion as of the date of this report and are subject to change without notice. These forecasts show a broad range of possible outcomes. Because they are subject to high levels of uncertainty, they will not reflect actual performance. We obtain certain information from sources deemed reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, completeness, or fairness. Nationwide and the Nationwide N and Eagle are service marks of the Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company. Copyright 2022. Nationwide.